couple of years ago, a lover and I challenged each other playfully to use three words to describe the other person. Now, one of the words that he used to describe me was thoughtful, as in full of thoughts. Now, this week at therapy, after speaking nonstop for at least half an hour about all of the different layers of coronavirus and how I'm feeling about all of it and what I'm thinking, my therapist responded with, you think a lot. Yes, I exclaimed, I think too much. No, she replied, not too much, just a lot. Now, I've been getting into meditation and mindfulness over the last few years because I've been wanting to think less. But something about my therapist's characterization was interesting. It's not that I think too much. It's just that I think a lot. It's not bad, it's just a thing. Now, yesterday, we had our first family call since the virus really took hold. It was me and Sydney, Dad in Texas, my sister Margo in California, and my brother Walter in Boston. And towards the end of the call, Dad said, You know, kids, it's really only with constraints that the greatest creativity blooms. What are you going to do in this period? How are you going to find opportunity in this moment of global suffering? Oh my God, my mind has been spinning for the last 24 hours. What should I do? Should I write a book? Should I write a book with my dad? Should I host virtual conversations, bringing people together? Should I get really good at cooking? Should I become an alcoholic? Yes, that one actually crossed my mind. Or maybe I should start a podcast. But a podcast seems too grand. I'm just looking to capture my thoughts, of which I have many. Maybe I can think of this as a thought cast, a sharing of the infinite ideas that run through my overactive mind. And if I were to think about this as a thought cast, it means I could play with no particular format since thoughts don't really follow specific patterns. And frankly, recording my thoughts has already been part of my normal life. I have a friend who I often send observations that I encounter during my day. Maybe just a 10 second passing thought about a local bird or a 20 minute monologue on why I dislike the word happiness. He seems to enjoy listening to my random thoughts. So maybe others might feel the same. We're entering into a time where we may be home for a while. Recording my thoughts could be a release for my own mental health, and perhaps it would be inspiring, or at least entertaining for others. And so, naturally, I stop and think, who is my audience? First, and most importantly, it's me. It's a way to record my understanding of what's happening around me. Just like journaling, I find putting my thoughts into words helps me see them, and it often helps to release them. It's a way of organizing my mind, and really it's my form of self-care. Another audience might be that friend I mentioned. 
He already listens to my wandering mind, but now he could just do it via a different channel. Maybe my family or some of my friends would be interested in hearing how I'm experiencing this bizarre period of life. And maybe even a perfect stranger could be interested in learning from another human being, or be entertained at the least. Now, I'm deeply aware of the narcissism in the modern era, and I fear online tools fuel this trend. I'm scared of this pattern, and I would love to avoid it. Perhaps we can dig into my fear on this area at a different point. So in no way is this content intended to be about me. It is about thoughts that pass through my mind. They do not belong to me. And I'd argue that I, whatever that means, didn't even create them. They just happened. And I'm capturing them here. One of the greatest things that you learn in meditation is that your thoughts are not your own. They don't belong to you. They're merely passing phenomena. And so I suppose I could convey what I think in a book or maybe in letters that I write to people. But it's much harder to capture the nuance, the emotional tone, and frankly, the mistakes that are natural in human communication. So speaking makes it a bit more raw and I can't go back and edit. I suppose I could also start a YouTube channel to communicate similar ideas. But when there's something that our eyes have to pay attention to, instead of just our ears, our cognition is torn in multiple methods. It's part visual interpretation, part audio listening. And I find that when there's a picture on this screen, we start to get attached to the being or the self from which those ideas are emanating from. Now, I have no interest in sharing or even seeing how I look. I am only interested in sharing and reflecting on what I think. And let's be real, by doing voice, I don't have to wear any makeup. And so, this is Fox Thoughts. <laughs>